1: from Blue Wire Studios today, so you're ready for the August premiere.
2: We're talking best ball win rates and playing a game of this or that on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome back to Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Deal Dash, Bet Online, and the FFPC. I'm Dave Cabin, Senior Fantasy Analyst at Rotoviz, joined by the editor-in-chief of Fantasy Labs, part of the Action Network, Matt Friedman. Quick caveat here. Matt and I are recording this on Sunday, August 2nd. This will be coming out on Friday, given. All of the potential news that could come out between now and then keep in mind that there may have been big pieces of information that we are not aware of while we record this. With that said, Matt, very important question. How much coffee do you drink a day? And do you ever keep uh, freeze dried crystals on hand?
1: Okay. Uh, If you had to set a line on the number of coffee cups per day that I drink, where would you set the line? Two and a half. Okay, I was thinking you would probably say two and a half. Um, yep. Now here's something that throws a wrinkle in this. Uh, I have not had caffeine uh, in the past like seven years. Uh, but wow, this is this is interesting. I do actually drink a pretty uh, high number of decaf cups of coffee. <laughs> this is so which, Friedman, which is which is ridiculous. But um, I just like I like the taste of it. Okay.
2: Okay, I like, so, wow, we have a lot to unpack and explore here. But first, obviously, you are aware that in a decaf coffee, there still is caffeine. Right, of course. So when you say you haven't had have caffeine, okay, okay. Right, like, um,
1: so like, there's also, there's caffeine in like chocolate, you know, right. so like, I've, I've had trace amounts of caffeine, <laughs> okay, but, you know, but not like, not, I mean, I haven't had like a, a caffeinated drink, like I haven't had like a Coca-Cola or anything like that uh, in years.
2: Okay, um. Oh boy. So I want to come back to actually. No, I'm gonna. We're gonna visit this one first. So, yeah. what are the things that you commonly drink? Then, obviously, you're gonna have water. You're gonna have decaf coffee. What else is in the Friedman rotation? Uh, sometimes
1: like you know, like Powerade or Gatorade, something like that. Um, but that's huh. uh, you know, sometimes orange juice. Like I'll have a, like orange juice with like vitamins or something like in the morning. Yeah. But uh,
2: that's pretty much it. So, is there a specific reason that you're staying away from these? caffeinated beverages uh yeah i'm uh i'm an addict uh
1: you know pretty much so (laughs) if if i have if i have caffeine uh i just start having more caffeine uh and you know it's the kind of thing to where like it's not a problem uh until it's a problem uh and so you know years ago i had like my own like little espresso machine And it would be like, oh, you know, Mm. I'll just have like a little I'll have like a double shot of whatever. So I would just make it for myself. Eventually, I was making like quadruple shot uh, like cappuccinos like every hour. And it's just like, you know what? I should probably just stop this.
2: Did Did you spend four hours
1: a day in the bathroom? No, no. Wow. That's that's the thing. You know, it's just like, uh, wow, you just you just need it and your body. Just adjust.
2: Yep. Um, okay. So back now to the decaf, is there a specific brand of decaf that you like not having that much experience in decaf coffee? Um, yeah. You know, how do you approach this?
1: Um, so it would be a question of like, whether you are doing it by like a, a pot of coffee or whether you're doing like, uh, the Keurig. Um, mm-hmm. if it's Keurig, I just go with generally like whatever is cheapest. And so that generally tends to be like some sort of generic, disgusting store brand. And uh, it's not that great, but I put just a little bit of creamer in there and, you know, like one packet of not sugar, but like Splenda or whatever it is. Uh, And, uh, you know, then it's totally fine. Um, The better brand would be something like um, Dunkin' Donuts. Decaf is pretty Mm -hmm. decent. Um, So, yeah, that, that would be the way to go. If, if I'm Got splurging
2: it. on decaf coffee. Okay. Um, wow. This is really interesting. And then I only included the thing about the freeze dried crystals as a nod to the episode of Seinfeld with Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bookman. Oh, of course. Well, it's funny that you ask because that uh,
1: early on, uh, you know, fresh out of college in grad school uh fries dried crystal a uh, freeze freeze dry crystals Uh, that is how I would actually do coffee early on because yep. I just like i didn't know you know what I mean I just like i was uh ignorant i hadn't really had a ton of coffee you know whatever but um my wife like this is when like when we started dating, she was <laughs> such a coffee addict that she would put um she would put that on like ice cream. and like use use it like the way that people put like little chocolate sprinkles on ice cream she was putting like dried crystals of coffee on her ice cream
2: i love that yeah Yeah. yep um i keep them on hand just for when i'm super lazy or if it's like an emergency situation and i just need to to get my coffee as, as quickly as possible and not take any time making it um I did find one time, and nobody cares about this, but I forget what store I was at. I think it was at Whole Foods, and I just stumbled across this, um, you know, like freeze dried organic coffee. And it was actually some of the best coffee that I've ever had, which is nuts, but I have not been able to find it since. And like, I look for this thing every grocery store that I'm in, every time that I go. And I've tried a couple of things that feel like they might be equivalent, but everything pales in comparison. Yeah.
1: So my father-in-law is uh, like a coffee aficionado, you know, like espresso aficionado, really. Like the way that people are about wine, like he is about different types of coffee beans and like the way that they are roasted and where they're from, everything like that. So uh, he used to send or like he had a subscription for me that he would just give as a gift where I would be getting uh, like all of these uh, espresso beans from around the world. And uh, that was awesome. Like that's when I was like at my my peak uh, espresso degeneracy, uh, because that was like really the best coffee in the world.
2: Okay, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that gives me something that the next time somebody says, what can I get you for something? I think that's going to be my answer. That sounds incredible. Yeah, that's that's a really good way to go uh henry the cat by the way just made a super athletic jump off of a set of stairs from maybe about seven feet up and just landed in front of me on the desk without landing in any of the equipment um impressive stuff but i think that we can finally move along here to the ffpc stat attack what do you think yeah let's do it all right so it is time for this week's ffpc stat attack in 2019 devonta freeman rushed for 100 yards zero times. However, he did have 59 receptions on 70 targets. He's been in the league now for six seasons. Does Matt think that he could still make an impact if he does end up playing for a team this season? We'll find out after I remind you that the FFPC is home to the best fantasy football leagues and contests in the industry, including Dynasty, Best Ball, and of course, the world famous FFPC main event. To learn more or to join a league, head to myffpc.com. That's myffpc.com. And of course, we have a number of tools at Rotovis designed specifically for FFPC domination. So if Devonta Freeman gets signed, Matt, how much interest do you think this will generate from the drafting public and how good of a season could one reasonably expect from him?
1: I'm not that interested in him, but uh, I mean, whatever it is that people think of David Johnson, like it's, it's different because he probably won't have that same level of opportunity, but Mm -hmm. you know, like David, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, like, I think he's in the same conversation with those guys, just in terms of what he probably has left in the tank. Um, I don't think anyone thought he had that good of a year last year. And I mean, he didn't, but he still had over a thousand yards from scrimmage and six touchdowns. Like that's basically what Ronald Jones did last year. Yep. Uh, so as long as he's out there actually starting and getting the opportunity as a lead back, uh, I mean, he's going to be a low end RB 2 Like that's not super interesting, but I mean, volume is volume.
2: Yeah. So I think that he's a player that when he, if he does come back and get signed, you don't need to ignore, you're probably not going to be going out of your way. Uh, personally, I hope that he does come back because it gives us another running back that we can put onto our teams. Um assuming that, you know, his ADP doesn't rise be beyond what I think it could be. Um, so we will we will stay on top of that situation as it develops. And if you are going to be doing a draft this season, I'd recommend that you check out FanDraft. Uh, as I've said before, a great way to keep your league mates engaged. This is a really cool site. Um, it is an online fantasy football draft board that really makes your draft feel like the actual NFL draft. You have cool features such as a streaming ticker, a live draft clock, custom logos, team walk-up songs, um, multiple draft board displays, and more. You can hook it right up to your TV. If you have a group of people drafting together, that's going to be wicked cool. Uh, You can also use it fully online, and any number of your league owners can join the draft remotely. You can perform both traditional and auction style drafts. FanDraft also supports IDPs, rookie-only drafts, keepers, and just about any customization you can think of to meet your league requirements. Sign up for a free trial account at fandraft.com. Test it out. You're going to love it. You can use the promo code uh, rotoviz 15 to order a pro account. That's going to save you 15% off your purchase. Uh, Matt, real quick question for you here. What would be your team's walk-up song? uh i don't i don't know probably
1: something by tool or or rage against the machine a bulls on parade
2: oh oh, wow i like that yeah i like that a lot um i probably should have thought of mine i think that i'm going to go with a kind of generic answer here that a lot of people might feel like you know it's a little a little too uh obvious of one can i guess yeah go ahead is it a metallica song no it's not okay all right go ahead uh, smells like teen spirit would be a possibility for me. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, to kind of go with the same type of vein as you, you know, somewhere in that region. I'm, I might also do a bullet with butterfly wings by smashing pumpkins. Okay. Um, those are the first two that, that, that come to mind to really get things, uh, you know, energized and ready to go. Yeah. Maybe I would do uh, killing in the name of,
1: um, Yes, that, that one always resonates with me. That one gets me pumped up.
2: Yeah. Well you do you do a lot of killing in the in the name of exactly. Fantasy you kill fantasy drafts. Okay. Yeah.
1: I won't do what you tell me.
2: That's that's yeah. my mantra. Okay. <laughs> that does seem like that would be your mantra. Yeah. All right. All right. Again, anyway, that's uh, fandraft.com. Use the promo code ROTOVIS15 to save fifteen percent. Also, feel free to send us an email or tweet us. Email at rotoViz main or no, sorry, that's the main one for the site. Rotovizradio at gmail.com Let us know what your walk-up songs would be or tweet them at us. I would love to hear those. Again, fandraft.com, promo code ROTOVIZ15. Um, Okay, Matt, we have not talked about win rates from best ball leagues. Anybody that's been to the site knows that Mike Beers has put together a number of really cool tools for us to look at best ball leagues in specific win rates. And I think that there's a lot of really important information to take away from these tools. Now I've kind of left out some of the pieces of the analysis that are the most neat, um, where you can go in and you can look at different ways that you could construct your team. You can look at teams that take their first five running backs in best ball leagues before round seven and what their win rates have been have looked like. Uh, We're going to take a kind of higher level look right now, not getting into those specifics. Uh, Sean and Colm have talked about this a lot on on overtime, so they also have some great episodes with Mike um, that you should check out. But uh, we're going to look at this a couple ways just to get started. So, Matt, I pulled the top 40 players um, from a specific season. So the players that had the highest win rates in their given season going back to 2015, do you care to venture which player's specific season had the highest win rate since 2015? Does uh, that even make sense? Or am I, 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 am I would, I not I would imagine
1: well, that it's uh,
2: maybe Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes. Good guesses. Good guesses. Patrick Mahomes' 2018 season comes in at 11. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, though, 2019, had a win rate of 36.9%.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that Followed by
2: Todd Gurley in 2017 at 30.8, Devonta Freeman in 2015 at 27.8. Then again, Christian McCaffrey 2018 at 27.3. Um, people might be interested to know the number of players that we see in this top 40 from each position. Um, there's actually been one defense. The New England Patriots from 2019 posted a win rate of 16.6 meaning that of the teams that drafted the Patriots on their best ball team, 16.6% won. Um, let's look though at positions you're probably more interested in. In the top 40, the two quarterbacks that Matt mentioned, you have the 2018 Mahomes, 2019 Lamar Jackson. For running backs, we see more running backs than any other position with a total of 18. And then you're going to look and you're going to see uh, just... Actually, five tight ends, which is pretty surprising, Matt. Jordan Reed in twenty fifteen. Mark Andrews in twenty nineteen. Darren Waller
1: Andrews feels like one of the tight ends who would get there.
2: Yep. Darren Waller in 2019. Care to guess the other two? Uh no. (laughs) Okay. Delaney Walker in 2015 with 17.2 and Zach Ertz in 2018 with 17.10. And to close things off, the wide receivers, we have a total of 14 including doug baldwin from 2015 where he had an adp of 161.9 um similar type of situation terry mclaurin gets into this cohort in his 2019 season had an adp of 223 it's interesting too that we also see players like 2015 julio jones with an adp of nine Antonio brown 2017 3.6 uh also we see antonio brown again his 2015 we're at an adp of 4.5 an interesting way to look at this data here is to look at a histogram of it where we see that um 22 of these 40 players had an adp lower than 75 10 of these players went between 75 and 148 um a total of eight of these players went between 148 and 221 and just one player went outside of that range. Now, I bring this up because we often talk about how you don't win a draft in the first round, Uh, you know, but you can lose it. But I think these numbers kind of show us that you really can't understate, though, how important getting the correct top level players is, uh, as we do see over half of the players finishing at the top of this list, coming from inside the top 75 picks. And the other reason that I bring this up is I feel like very often uh, you kind of get attached to the certain players that you're going to add into your team at the end of the draft. And I'm kind of curious, Matt, as to what your thought process is. Do you think that those late round guys that you like, you should be grouping into all of your teams, or do you think that you should try to mix those players up?
1: Probably try to mix them up, but do it in a uh, probably a weighted fashion where yep. you have the guys that you prefer more and you go a little overweight on them, but you still incorporate some of your other sleepers.
2: Yep. Um, and were you surprised kind of to to hear these results of how many players, you know, how top heavy this was with players in the top 75 being the ones that account for the most of these top finishes? Mm, I guess not because
1: the over the past five years, the market has gotten, I think, a little more efficient uh, in how it values players. And uh, I mean, for the most part, a lot of the the players who go late really don't do anything. And so they give you, you know, like, I'd say maybe like a one or two, maybe 3% edge. Um, Yep. And you know, that's not enough to
2: where it's going to end up showing in the top 40. Got it. Okay. Um, another thing that I took a quick look at here, and honestly, we're just scratching the surface on this. So of running backs in 2019, the top 12 players in ADP had an average win rate of 8.57, being tremendously boosted by that 36 from Christian McCaffrey. You take him away, it's closer to 6%. If you look at the wide receivers, a smaller group, their average win rate was only 662 being led by Michael Thomas with a win rate of 15.7. If you look at wide receivers from eight, with ADPs 20 to 14, their average win rate was 7.75. Running backs with ADPs between 20 to 40 uh, posted a rate of 8.87. Um, I think that last year, though, was a little bit odd of a year. Um, and where I'm going with this, Matt is, do you expect that this year we see a bounce back for the wide receiver position? I know we talked about in the last episode this week, how 2020 might be more well positioned for wide receivers, giving an impact that COVID might have for these top level running backs. Um. But do you think that in the case of if we're looking at these top level players at each position, um, because your argument there kind of went more into the players that would be filling in these roles. uh, Do you see where I'm going with this? Does this impact the top level players the same across positions? So I think you're going to have
1: wide receivers uh, get COVID uh, just as much as you have running backs get COVID. Uh, And so... I think you want to be a little bit heavier on wide receivers at the top of your draft, because if one of your wide receivers goes down, you need to replace him with someone who can do close to what he can. And you're going to get that not from waivers, right? Like you're going to get that only from someone else that you drafted, Um, or at least that's the likeliest way in which you're going to get that person. Whereas with running back, it will be a little bit easier to find something close to starter level production uh, a little bit later in the draft or maybe off of waivers, which waivers don't apply for best ball, but you you, you get the idea here. So uh, I still think it's important to be pretty heavy on wide receivers this year, but I don't know if um, I don't know how that will impact win rates.
2: Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I think that you make a great point there. Um, And that kind of brings back talking about some of this more to your typical redraft league where you don't have that element of best ball, which is there's a lot of evidence, I think, from the last couple of years pointing to uh, things that might make people more inclined to go with running back. But that added element, I think, for those of us that have been kind of wide receiver heavy in the past also speaks to another reason this year where you might want to approach it as it relates to win rates. I don't think that you can really factor that in because it's going to be very isolated to which players would be impacted by it. Anyways, that's just kind of a brief window into what you can do with some of these win rate tools. There's a lot of really neat things to look into. uh, So definitely go to Rotoviz and check those out. Um, There's one player that we have not talked about in a long time, Matt, that I just want to quickly ask you about uh, before we take a quick break. And that's Alshon Jeffrey, a player who, when he has played, has always been pretty decent. Of course, struggles with injuries, perhaps as much as any other player that you can think of in recent memory. Is there any hope for Alshon Jeffrey this season? Is there any compelling reason that we should be targeting him?
1: I don't know. I mean, I guess the compelling reason would be that um he's going to enter the season healthy. Um, but I just don't know if that's actually the case. So yeah. if if he does, then you know, maybe you get actually 16 healthy games and then you have to think, okay, um, he's got a, a decent chance of holding off to Sean Jackson. Jalen Rager is a rookie who might be a little bit green and doesn't have the uh the benefit of a full offseason uh, Ortega Whiteside was pretty raw last year. So maybe he doesn't develop. So, you know, Jeffrey could be the number one receiver pretty easily, but, uh, I'm not buying it. Um, you know, he, he feels old and his body is older than his age. Like, I think he's going to be, you know, quote unquote, only 30, but, uh, he's a really old 30 year old. So I'm, I'm just staying away.
2: Yeah. That's where I am. I keep trying to talk myself into him in hopes of you know, things breaking right. And it's kind of one of those, what could be picks. But really, I think that if I do try to talk myself into Alshon Jeffrey, I'm trying to talk myself into the version of Alshon from the best spots of his career, which you're just not really going to realize this year. Maybe you get it one week, maybe you get it two, but I think we're looking at a very different player now. Uh, Let's step away though for a minute to hear from two of our sponsors. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, Everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up on top of their other discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use the offer code Rotoviz or DealDash.FM forward slash Rotoviz. That's DealDash, D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M forward slash Rotoviz. sports are back and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events major league baseball is finally kicking off and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners bet online check out all the odds futures and props to bet on all available 24 7 and with the return of sports bet online sat down with former pro players eddie george harold reynolds and seven time NBA champion Robert Ori. See what they had to say on what it will be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-the-date sports news. Remember to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Okay, Matt. Um, we are going to play another game of this or that. The premise is you're playing in 10 leagues. I'm going to give you two players. One of them you're going to have on all 10 of your teams. The other player cannot be on any of your teams. Let's start with Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes.
1: And This is a really tough one for me. Um, I mean, I have Lamar projected a little bit ahead of Mahomes, but uh, it's barely. And honestly, I I feel like I might be a little bit low, like too low on Mahomes. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Mahomes.
0: Okay,
1: maybe, maybe I need to like adjust my rankings uh, um, and, and make the change there. But I I'm going to go with Mahomes.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess that this is the question here. Well should your response to this actually impact your rankings? You could, It's probably easier to make a case that it should because rankings, I think, have to be designed assuming that that person is using them for that one specific draft, not for developing their exposure.
1: Yeah, but I think it would impact the way that someone develops their exposure.
2: Okay, yeah, that's true. Um, To be honest with you, this one... Where I land, I think I find myself talking myself into Lamar more, even though my, my initial gut reaction would have been Mahomes, which is what I get via looking at the numbers and whatnot. Um, who actually has more Eh, Who actually has more upside? I think it might be Mahomes, though, just via the offense that he has around him. I think it's Mahomes. Um,
1: yeah. You know, I think he has... I I don't know. I think he has the potential to throw for like 55 touchdowns, 60 touchdowns. I mean, that's like upside. But like his upside is, uh, you know, like multiple NFL records.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing is, yeah. right, Lamar. If you're if you're projecting Lamar to have more upside, so much of that he's gonna have to manufacture himself, right? Whereas Mahomes could be the beneficiary of some things that Tyreek Hill is able to do, some things that Travis Kelsey is able to do, some things that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is able to do. I also think that, you know, maybe with Andy Reid at the helm too, that helps him out a little bit more. Not that the Ravens don't have a good coaching staff as well, but if you're looking to break this tie, maybe that's how you do it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think, look at Sammy Watkins and look at Meikle Hardman. Those guys might be the most explosive numbers two and three wide receivers in the league. So yeah. there's just so much talent around Mahomes.
2: Yeah, I think we've answered that one. I like that. All right, Keyshawn Vaughn versus Chase Edmonds. Oh, Edmonds. Um,
1: I'm not counting much on Vaughn at this point because of uh, the signing of Lashawn McCoy. Uh, Edmonds might be someone who works in, but even if he doesn't, I think he has a pretty good chance of being the uh, you know the the clear handcuff, the clear the clear beneficiary if Kenyon Drake goes down. Uh, In which case, I think he would be a running back one almost right away.
2: Yeah, Um, I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, So I think it's definitely Edmonds. Uh, We we recently mentioned Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins versus Mike Williams.
1: I'm uh, inordinately high on Mike Williams, so I'm going to go (laughs) with him. Um, You know, just people are not giving him the respect that he deserves. Uh, you know, last year he had a thousand yards receiving. Uh, the year before that he had double digit touchdowns. Um, you know, there's the possibility that he continues to get more targets. Um, you know, like each year he's gotten an increasingly higher number of targets. Uh, we could see that trend continue, uh, just in terms of overall market share. Um, I think he actually might suit Tyrod Taylor a little bit better than Keenan Allen does. Uh, I'm I'm going with
2: Williams. Okay. So last season, uh, just to give a little bit of perspective too. So Williams had 20 targets to the left field, greater than 15, uh, 13 targets in the middle of the field, greater than 15, 12 targets to the right of the field, greater than 15. Uh, so most of his targets were coming from beyond 15 yards in distance. Um, does that, I guess, making the transition from Philip Rivers to Tyrod Taylor, do you think that the team will still be able to use him like that? Is that kind of where you're going? I know you talked a little bit about Tyrod coming in and actually fitting in better with him. Do you think it's in situations like that?
1: Yeah. So Keenan Allen is more of a, uh, like, I think a timing receiver and a precision route running receiver. And so I think it actually might be a little bit harder for Tyrod to develop uh, chemistry with him. Whereas with Mike Williams, it's just, okay, this guy's going deep. I just throw it. And he goes and jumps up and outbodies the defender and he gets yep. it. Like, I feel like that requires a little less skill from Tyrod Taylor.
2: Yeah. And so actually this would have been the much more succinct way for me to say it in air yards per target last season, Mike Williams ranked two. So, right. You know, I think that if you're not paying attention to the numbers and you're just watching the games and you're looking at Mike Williams, you might not view him as a guy that's getting that high of a number of air yards per target. Um, so I just kind of wanted to to frame that out. Right. It's definitely true that he he and Keenan Allen play a very different type of game. It
1: and it's the way it would have to be in terms of the air yards per target because 2018 he had 10.1 yards per target, 2019 11.1 yards per target. Like a guy doesn't hit that number for the most part uh unless he's being targeted significantly down the field.
2: For sure. Okay. Um, pressing along here, Hayden Hurst versus Dallas Goddard. Boy, uh, I would go with Hurst,
1: but uh, it, it's much more of a projection. You know, like yep. I'm I'm assuming that Hurst probably steps in to the Austin Hooper role. Um, but you know, maybe he doesn't, and maybe even if he does, he's not that good. Uh, and I have Hurst and Goddard projected right next to each other. So, I mean, I would go with Hurst, but, um,
2: I mean, you could probably talk me into Goddard pretty easily. So I want to follow up though, talking about the, the Austin Hooper role in Atlanta. Cause I think it's worth asking the question. Um, there's an Austin Hooper role. Yes. Do you think though, that if Austin Hooper was in Atlanta this season, or yeah, this is kind of what I'm getting at. Let's say that Austin Hooper had stayed in Atlanta naturally you have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, one of the best receiving combinations that you can have um, in the league right now. What do you think that the team's really looking to do in carving out a role for Austin Hooper? Are they excited about it? Are they really drafting up plays for Austin Hooper? Um, Do you see what I'm getting at there? Yeah. I mean, I think
1: in Hooper, they would know that they have a very solid veteran that they can depend on you know, to where he's, um, yeah, I mean, he's incorporated into the game plan. Maybe he's not like the, the number one option on a lot of plays, but, uh, he's the guy that they know they can go to if they want to check down, uh, or, you know, like attack underneath, uh, like the zone of a defense. And like, there's, there's something valuable in that, you know, like, I, I think that Hooper would not that he would do what he did last year, but he would do something that's kind of an average of what he's done the past two years, which is still pretty good. Like that would put him, you know, as a, a tight end
2: five. Okay. Um, then, in terms of talent, if you're comparing Hurst and Hooper, how much of a divide is there between the two? Honestly, I have no idea. That's
1: like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's part of it. Cause I don't think Hooper is that talented. Right. I think a lot of his production just had to do with the offense that he was in. And Hurst hasn't shown a Ton of talent so far, but he was drafted in the first round. We know that Atlanta did invest a second rounder in him by trading for him. Uh, and he has 8.3 yards per target for his career, which for a tight end is pretty decent. Um, but yeah. you know, it's on a smaller sample, so we just really don't know with Hurst.
2: Yeah, perfectly fair. Um, Chris Carson versus James Connor, James Connor, not even
1: close uh probably the the running back uh I want the most of this year uh relative to his adp
2: really yes um and I I don't say really isn't like I can't believe it but that's more like you know somewhat surprising that you're that strong on James Conner so can you break down for us maybe why you are feeling that strongly about James Conner and I'm asking this because I do think that there are some people out there that have serious concerns about him maybe seeding some of the workload. I believe when I talked to J.J. Zacharison, who's a big Steelers fan, he didn't seem to be that concerned about it. Naturally, you're not going to be as well. So Anthony McFarland, Benny Snell, you're not worried at all? Uh, not really. I mean, there's the possibility that they uh, end
1: up getting work, but um, Mike Tomlin has said that he really does prefer to use one lead back and that in like the way he phrased it it was something like, as long as James Conner is healthy, I view him as a lead back. Uh, I think Conner is healthy entering the season. Like we haven't had reports of him not being healthy entering the year. Uh, And when he's been healthy, like I'm just going to disregard, I'll say like, just disregard what happened in the second half of the season. Last year, because he was injured and you know, he was out for weeks nine and 10, came back a little bit in week 11, did nothing there, uh, missed weeks 12, 13, and 14. You know, when he came back in week 15, week 16, he was, you know, clearly, I think still hampered, uh, and was just splitting time. So I don't view that as representative James Conner. Um, yeah. so I'm viewing what he did in 2018. In the first half of 2019, as Representative James Conner, and in that 20, uh, I believe. Let me see here. I think it's a 20 game stretch. There, he had 20.5 PPR points per game. Like that's pretty good, and I think that's pretty realistic of what he could do with Ben Roethlisberger back, um, and with you know uh, the return to health. So. Uh, I'm very much into James Conner.
2: Yeah. So between week one of 2018 and week eight of 2019, finishes an RB1 50% of the time, is an RB2 30% of the time. That's pretty impressive. You talked about those point per game totals. Um, I still think that this is a Steelers team that should be pretty good. You bring back in Ben Roethlisberger. I think it's a pretty solid set of wide receivers. Um, So I have found myself, too, with James Conner as one of those players that I feel kind of comfortable about adding to my teams. Um, I was higher on Chris Carson heading into the season because he does do superbly well in the range of outcomes, projections that you might make for him. I felt like his ADP was too low when you consider the workload that he could get. Um, Dr. Jeff Budoff, who writes for the site, gave us reason to not be as concerned about the injury as we might um otherwise be but like you said I don't think this is particularly close um can I ask you this though let's say I had who's a player that if I had subbed in for Chris Carson would have made you have to kind of think about this question a little bit more
1: uh no one I mean there's (laughs) I don't I don't know I mean like uh Austin assuming that it's Austin Eckler you know but like Eckler's going ahead of him um I don't know maybe Cam Aker's um, you know, but there's a, a pretty significant split in ADP where, uh, Connor is going ahead of acres. Uh, I like acres quite a bit. Uh, okay. so that would maybe be, uh, something that's a little bit more even, but I mean, it's, it's, I think pretty much always going to be Connor.
2: Okay. Um, and I don't know how close their ADP is. What if it had been Kenyon Drake? connor
1: uh Kenny and drake yep. is going ahead of him but i have yep. connor projected ahead of him what
2: have been miles sanders
1: uh, um james connor <laughs> you know sanders sanders
2: is going ahead of him but i have connor projected ahead of him okay all right so needless to say matt really likes james connor um does james connor finish no let me let me ask you this differently in your mind let's pl- we play 100 seasons. 100 100 of the 2020 season. Uh How many seasons does James Conner finish as an RB1? Seven and a half. Okay. Um, Just to gauge where you are. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You
1: said 100. I was thinking 100. 100. I was thinking
2: like uh, 10. So we'll say 75. Okay. 75. Wow. That's a lot. And if I had said Joe Mixon, how many would you say? Uh, It would have been fewer. Uh, I'd say like 65. Wow. Wow. The James Conner enthusiasm is at an all-time <laughs> high over here. <laughs> All right. I like Conner. I don't know if I'm going to say 75% of the time, so 3 out of every 4 seasons he's finishing as an RB1. Yeah, I mean that's probably uh, probably too I high. I think that I think <laughs> given what we know about the running back position that's too high. But so just to give me one final barometer, if I had said Alvin Kamara, what would you have said for for wins out of 100 or not wins? Out of seasons where he does finish as an RB12 out of 100. Um, okay. Has he finished
1: as an RB12 each year of his career? Who are we talking about?
2: Kamara. Kamara? Like I, I think he's come pretty close to it. Pretty, uh, on a points per game, I guess I should have specified. So points per game, he went four, four, and eight. And then on total points, he went three, four, and nine. So he's done it yeah, every year.
1: Total points. Yeah. So that's like, that's the thing with Kamara. I would say as long as he plays 14 games, he has a pretty decent chance of doing it. And I think he plays 14 games, probably like 80% of the time.
2: Okay. All right. So what I'm taking away from this, though, is you were feeling really good about James Conner.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the person. Okay. Maybe here's another way to think about it. If I'm able to leave a draft with James Conner as this might be too optimistic but, but like james Conner as my number one running back and then cam Akers as my number two running back and ronald jones as my number three running back i'm pretty happy
2: i'm going to be honest with you i think i probably am too especially when i consider the receivers that you're probably going to have on that team exactly yeah yep that's a perfect note to close this out on quick reminder that listeners can receive a 10 percent off Discount to a one year RotoViz subscription. Uh, go to the RotoViz podcast homepage for more information, or you can just go straight to the um, subscribe page at RotoViz and use the 2020 RV radio discount code at checkout. That does it for this episode. You can reach us at RotoVizRadio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at MattFTheOracle. Thanks to BetOnline, DealDash, and the FFPC for sponsoring the show. Please do check out FanDraft. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, remember, it's not a fantasy if you believe it.